Drive Time Link is sponsored by Barry Law Firm. For over 50 years, Barry Law Firm has been fighting for veterans' rights. Visit BarryLawFirm.com to learn more. He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL Team and U.S. Special Operations. He served around the globe. And now, at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol, Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. Tuesday, December 21st, um, 5.07. We do have the county engineer, Pam Dingman, in today. Um, but before we get to that and the story of how we got connected back with Pam um, about bridge closures, obviously I'm happy because we found out today, and I would think that most people listening to the show are as excited as I am that the mass mandate uh, will be lifted Thursday, which is December 23rd. Um, that will put us, in my estimation, at 121 days, and we're done for now. So my tongue-in-cheek numbers, my tongue-in-cheek numbers, they're all done, folks. They're all done. This is good. This is good, I believe, uh for the city i believe hopefully i guess uh we'll see what lps does i will say this um let's continue to support maybe say a prayer for county employees that still have to wear a mask um and i mean that seriously because that's listen there's a lot of opinions a lot of ideas you know and i've said this before i'm going to say it again i don't believe the mayor or the county health director believe what they're doing, like to be nefarious. Nobody's trying to hurt anybody. They believe in their hearts this is the was the best thing to do. Um, I'm all about, we tried it. As you know, if you listen to the show, I don't think it's effective. I tried to show the numbers and science behind um, if it was effective, if it wasn't, with regard to bringing numbers down. Um, and sometimes you try things and they don't work. In the end of the day, I know that they had their press conference today. They still highly encourage people wearing masks. And I'm not against that. I believe it's a personal choice. And if you listen to the show enough or you call in and you have maybe an issue with the way I present something, um, you'll hear me say that. I believe it's a personal choice issue. So I'm very happy that the mass mandate is ending. Um, as our caller last night, late Dr. Kevin thought he had a good call. Um, thought maybe I was presenting the, uh, infusions and monoclonal antibody infusions. Um, you know, saying that nobody was advertising it. I wasn't saying that I was reporting on the governor's uh, brief yesterday with his medical folks talking about how we've increased from 300, um, to 1400. And the fact that, you know, if you are able to get that through a doctor, you know, it shows a 70 to 76% rate of keeping you out of the hospital. And we all know that the hospitals, you know, are a major concern here in Nebraska, uh, with COVID. So, um, that is a good treatment. There's nothing wrong with that. It is available. Um, and you should know that, you know, wherever you're getting that information. So, 
to end this saga, I guess, before we get on to the county engineer, I will say this again to my audience. I am not anti-vaccine. If you feel a vaccine is best for you, get one. Get one. Obviously, there's lots of information out there and lots of uh, people that do have them, okay? And they're available. And most people are saying that it is the safest thing you can do right now. For people in my family that are older or have uh, other conditions, I absolutely encourage it, okay? So I say to you, if you feel the vaccine's right, go get it. But I also believe that the government has no right to mandate a vaccine, okay? So let's be clear on that, folks. Now, masks, same thing. If you feel that you need to wear a mask, please wear one. I know I'm not going to say anything to you. Um, You know, we just don't have a mandate, and I'll never believe that mandates are positive. The other thing that I think doesn't happen a lot is there's a lot of literature out there. Ask your doctors. I'm not a doctor. Ask your doctor about healthy practices, preventative things you can do. There's a lot of data like on vitamin D, on zinc, things like that. There are supplements you can buy pre maintenance, whatever you want to call it, for any type of illness is always good for all of us. And I'm just saying get educated and do that. And then with the new medicines coming online for treatment of COVID and obviously the infusions of monoclonal antibodies, this is a good thing and it's available in our state. With that, you should feel pretty confident that we can move forward and start getting to a livable life that isn't fearful of this, okay? And this, all of this information and us making good choices will in time help the hospitals reduce and it will go down. I am thankful. It is thankful Tuesday. I am thankful because we have put a dent. You know, we're down 50% from last year. I believe it would be wise to realize COVID's going to be here a long time. And, you know, next year, hopefully we're down to 200, 100, or 50 people in the hospital with COVID. So, be that as it may, the mask mandate will be gone Thursday. Woo! A lot of people are happy about that. And I know I'll have a lot of calls about whatever LPS is going to do. All right. Our guest, County Engineer Pam Dingman. Thank How's it going, Jack? Good, good. Thank you for coming in. So here's the background. A couple callers call in because I'm mentioning, you know, bridges and road closures in the county. Okay. And they are fired up on email and everything that they don't see it. It's not out there. What's going on, Commander? And I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. And I said... I'm reporting the information right from the county engineer. And so then I reach back out to you because I want to double check. And sure enough, uh, you gave me a great information packet. And even better, you said, well, I can come on. I said, that'd be perfect. Folks, just so you know, there are 10 bridges closed right now in the county. With that, welcome, Pam Dingman. (laughs) How's it going, Jay? It's good. That's how we got you back on the show. So it's not just bridges in the county. And by the way, um, we do list our closures on my website. It's also listed on a shared um, city-county Google map. So you can go in and see it in a tabular format and get information on all those closings. Um, In addition to the 10 bridges we have closed, by the way, I opened two today. Wow. That that have been closed for about three years. Um, One of them maybe a little longer than that. 
And so we are actually down from the big flood in uh, 2019. We had 28 bridges closed at our high point. And it's just been, uh, I mean, it's just been a slugfest to get, to get down to this 10. I really wanted to be in single digits, um, by Thanksgiving. Uh, I think I'm going to make it by New Year's that we have one more bridge. We're going to be able to, to repair and reopen. Um, but you know, it's exciting times for us. Um, we're ho- it would be nice if we could get down to where we had no closed bridges. Um, we're going to keep trying to get there. I, I don't know if we'll ever truly be able to make it. Um, in addition to the closed bridges, we have a large number of pipe failures around the county. And so whenever it rains, um, our pipe culverts are to the point where we have about 10 to 12 a year. And I'll get this call and someone will say, hey, the road doesn't look quite right. And uh, what I've learned as an engineer throughout my career is if someone calls and thinks they need an engineer, they need an engineer. <laughs> so um, we'll get these holes, and on the surface, they'll be about 12 inches in diameter, and we've actually seen them as deep as 8 feet. Wow. So 12 inches, 8 feet. What that means is you have a sinkhole underneath there, and there's a much bigger hole. Um, those usually go ahead, and they finish falling in in like mm, 24 to 48 hours. So when you see things like that, we need to get out there and take a look. We have 12 of those a year where the roads are caving in. So I've repeatedly said in the county that we've taken all the measures that that we can uh, take at this time, but it's not a question of um, if someone's going to get hurt out there, it's when. And, uh, you know, that that really hurts my heart to have to say that to the public, that we really need to be aware of our surroundings when we're out in these county roads because they haven't been maintained um, to the proper level of maintenance they've needed in probably 50 or 60 years. Yeah, and we'll talk about your budgeting because that's when you came on the show last time. We talked about the concerns with, um, you know, what you're getting to keep up with this and and get ahead. And I will say this um, because I think a lot of the citizens would say this. I mean, think about that, folks. Um, Kudos to your workforce and to you guys. I mean, at the high point, we are at 28 bridges down in the county. Uh, We've got that knocked down to 10, and probably we can give you a little leeway by not getting it done by Thanksgiving. You'll get to that single digit, and I think that's great. Um, because you're going you're gonna to hear again on this show um, the budget shortfalls that don't need to be there that the county engineer could use um, to keep the roads and the bridges in the county safe for us because this is maintenance. One of the things you mentioned um, you know, was sinkholes that certainly as we have storms and things like that can happen. And if you think about that, folks, 12 inches, most of our cars or trucks, if we're on county roads, you're like, oh, boom. But if you start to have three foot, eight feet deep sinkholes, you just don't know when you're going to basically launch into that. And that's a very unsafe condition. But you mentioned, you know, storms and how they can lead. We just had a decent sized storm with all kinds of wind and God knows what blew throughout the county. You know, how, how did that guy affect you guys? What was the response? So we're really fortunate with that storm that we didn't have a, a lot of rain. So we didn't have the flooding issues. Um, our office, uh, people always say we don't want another uh, snow flood like 2019 because that was a disaster. This was a big storm. Um, there were there was wind speeds clocked in the Bennett area of 93 uh, miles an hour. Uh, now they're actually reporting that there was a tornado on the west side of Lancaster County. Wow. Which... Um, so whenever we have those things happen, we lose a lot of trees and those trees fall on the road. And what we have to do is we get out right away and we start uh, trying to make sure at least the paved roads are open again. And that may seem easy on the surface, like, hey, go to loader, push the trees off. And um, OK, well, if there's no power lines in the trees, that's easy. If there's live power lines in the trees, 
you know, that's a little scary. And sure. what happened to us the other night was even more scary because, you know, we are we have a very heightened level right now for fire because it's so dry out mm. there. And all of a sudden, uh, that smoke blew in from Kansas. Yes. And, you know, we got I got the calls going out on the radio. Hey, do you smell smoke? Yeah, I smell smoke. And we're like, oh, goodness sakes, is someplace in the county on fire now, too? Right. From a spark. And so um, you know, we drill uh, for the emergency activities. Does that mean that we're ready for every single thing that um, God could throw at us? No. But it means that we've prepared as a team. Sure. And, and we're going to go out there and get the best done that we can. So between trees um, and trying to get those off the roads, and we kind of joke, we call it pick up sticks. So picking up the sticks, getting them off the roads. And then uh, playing find a sign. A lot of, uh, you know, Easter egg hunt, but only you're looking for a sign. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of signs blow away in that storm. Um, it becomes really important to get stop signs back up because, you know, people need to stop at intersections. And, you know, maybe you normally saw a stop sign there, and so you know to stop. But if you don't drive out in the county a lot and you don't know there should be a stop sign there, then it's a very dangerous condition for you as a traveling public. And sure. so... Um, those are things that we're dedicated to, and it's kind of all hands on deck when those things go down like yep. that. And you know that was that was a big storm. It was weird because uh, my wife actually called the station just as I was leaving, and she was like, "I think something's on fire, like major." Mm-hmm. And you know, you're just kind of like, "Huh?" And I was thinking the same thing, maybe somewhere in the county. And then I just stepped out of the station that night, and I'll be darned if it wasn't all of Lincoln. You know, as that blew through and I kept, I went home, I searched the internet trying to find like where, because that's got to be major. And it's kind of amazing. It was all the way down in Kansas. It was a big wind. It pushed a lot of stuff up. I mean, we all got our cars dusted with that red dirt. Yeah. And uh, it's just a, it's a brave new time when it comes to some of these weather conditions. No doubt about it. I mean, that front, uh, you know, looking at it, you know, certainly it can cause damage, but from a weather standpoint, it's an impressive front, you know, basically, I think South Dakota all the way down to Texas. And, uh, you know, and this is the deal in what you do. I mean, you are mostly, you know, doing, um, roads that aren't all paved and so weather effects and just the natural cycle like whether it be the 2019 snow floods or weather systems that blow in and then just general uh i guess degrading of materials affects our county roads and i know last time you were in i kind of was just amazed at one section road you told me about that just hadn't had maintenance in a very long time roads wise how we do it you know, roads-wise, it continues to be a challenge for us. Um, we have 28 miles of gravel that have more than 300 cars a day. In one case, we know we have one mile in Lancaster County that's had as many as 1,100 cars a day on it, um, somewhere between, you know, 700 and 1,100. That's a lot of cars on a gravel surface, especially in a time when we haven't had a lot of rain. So we have these corridors now that they've become very dusty. It's difficult to see on. It's definitely difficult if you live in one of those corridors. Sure. And, uh, you know, short of paving them, there's not a lot we can do. We don't have a dust program in Lancaster County. Um, we, we did a dust trial last year. The road that we did it on, mm, you know, it hasn't necessarily been awesome mm-hmm. um, because of the amount of traffic on the road. So some of these roads, what they need is they need to be paved. They need to be paved for the traveling public. Oh, boy. When you talk about paved, I think money. I mean, I just, and it was interesting. I was um, at a luncheon this afternoon. I believe you were there. We were talking about, you know, 
awesome on the South Beltway, mm-hmm. but talking about the East Beltway and that most Lincolnites, you know, don't want 30 years to go by without their uh, being in East Beltway, you know, probably running, it would run north to south, would be my guess. Um, so great progress on that, on the South Beltway. But you're talking about infrastructure that expands out. And you're right. I, I don't know what section of road you were talking about. You know, maybe you're like, I can't tell the public they'll go crazy. <laughs> oh, no, I can tell. It's, <laughs> but, um, but it's people, 98th Street, um, Holdridge to Adams. And sure. so no one who lives in that area is going to be surprised by that. The 98th Street corridor of gravel is is nothing short of a hot mess. Right. Yeah, well, no, and that's good to know. And, and that's the thing is, I think, especially out in those areas, you do see a lot of traffic. And, you know, whether Lincoln's not necessarily commercially expanding, you do have people that probably are just outside of Lincoln, but in the county that are constantly coming in and out. And I see those roads used a lot because I'm kind of out back there and I like to go, you know, go to nature. And uh, <laughs> I see that. But, uh, yeah, so funding. let Ballpark. If we decided, as a county, what are we talking about to build that infrastructure, to get a majority of those based on your recommendations? So we did a study in 2018. Um, The study is on my website. It was done by Olson and Associates. And that study said in 2018, before the flood snow, Mm -hmm. that our critical needs only $300 million. $300 million. Critical needs. Critical needs only at that time, before, before the big flood. So we obviously have more stuff. You know, as time goes on, uh, the stuff doesn't get any better while yeah. you're using it. It just yeah. kind of continues to degrade. Sometimes when, when you come in and you explain this to me, I think about it similar to the things that I try to discuss with Lincoln Police Department, which is it's not necessarily anybody's fault. We like to point fault, but it's something we have to take care of. In the case of LPD, I'm always talking about Manning. In the case of infrastructure for our county roads, Right. There is a price tag. We know that. And over time, right, it's just a reoccurring cost. And then you're talking about critical needs. We'll get to some of the other needs just from an education standpoint when we come back. Um, But this is just something that we can start chipping away at. And I would say that we're not always doing the level best that we could. You are, but we're not getting you the money you deserve. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three. We're on with County Engineer Pam Dingman. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIF. All right, drive time, Lincoln, on Tuesday, uh, December 21st. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, the mask mandate will be lifted on Thursday. So I think that is a nice Christmas present for us all. And I, like a lot of people, uh, Parents around will be interested to see what decisions are made about uh, school, if that hasn't been made already. I just haven't heard. Hey, we've got the uh, county engineer, Pam Dingman, on, and we're talking bridges. This whole show came about because some people aren't believing the status of our bridges, but 10 are currently closed. Um, We've had a high of 28 being down. She and her crew have worked diligently. They're going to get to single digits here soon. That's the Uh, goal. That's the goal. One of the things I wanted to say is, but there's more. There's... Poor conditions, and they're scour critical. Will you explain those to the audience, please? So, um, poor condition is defined uh, by the Federal Highway Administration. So, bridges are rated good, fair, which means, hey, it could, it's, it's not mm. awesome anymore, or poor. And so, in Lancaster County, um, just a hair under 9% of our bridges are rated poor. 
And, uh, you know, we continue to work on those. That might be that, you know, for any number of reasons. And so um, the Federal Highway Administration tried to make it a little more simple rather than all these other crazy um, things. Scour critical um, really is the engineer fancy way of saying that, hey, the material around the bridge could wash away. Scour critical is determined also by the Federal Highway Administration. So a lot of people think that I put these designations on the bridges. I don't. Um, for the scour critical, we also, in Lancaster County, and I do define this, scour susceptible. And that's, hey, if it has a scour critical sister bridge that maybe it's in the same drainage area mm-hmm. and it was built the same year, then I go ahead and, and call that susceptible just so we can keep an eye on it. Too, sure. Because I'm trying to, as an engineer, I have the duty to protect the health and welfare of the public. Yeah. So um, I try to put all things out there possible. Listen, folks, we got some infrastructure issues that we can solve out around the county, and the county engineer is here to discuss it, and we're going to keep on it because uh, this is one of those things that we can do something about here in Lancaster County. 14993 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins, powered by Barry Law Firm on the Voice of Lincoln. 14993 KLIN. All right. Still here, Tuesday, December 21st. You might have thought I went away, but I didn't. Only the mask mandate went away as of Thursday. Uh, we're excited about that. Hey, right now, though, we are uh, talking with the county engineer, Pam Dingman, and we're just kind of rehashing for the listeners and for everybody in the county, you know, what's going on with the infrastructure, bridges, and roads out there in the county, because I don't know. Not everybody listens or thinks about it. Um, and to me, this is a big issue. Um, we left off, and you had Ed Olson's do a, a study, and you had uh, $300 million to fix critical needs. Critical needs only. Tell me about the other needs. So, you know, the other needs are development. You know, our city is growing. Our county is growing. We have more people. That means, hey, we need to build better, bigger roads. Um, when you're stuck dealing with crisis only, it's really hard to get on to that planning for the future, which is where we've been stuck in Lancaster County. Um, we're hopeful here over the next uh, five years to to get some funding in, um, some federal aid dollars uh, through the Lincoln-Lancaster County um, Metropolitan Planning Organization. We're going to start by paving 98th Street from um, Old Cheney to A and then A to O. Uh, we have the program agreements for engineering for some additional projects, uh, Northwest 56th Street, um, over by the high school, Fletcher Avenue from 84th to 148th, and um, and a bridge on Arbor Road by North 27th Street. It's important for people to realize that once I have to seek federal aid for projects, they do take a while. Sure. And so those projects are probably more than five years out which is a long wait uh, for our community that really wants those roads paved and those bridges fixed. Um, well, that, imagine that, as I always like to say, patience whenever we're <laughs> dealing with the federal government. I mean, it's just, it, it, but it's the reality, but it's good that you're getting some of that programmed, as we would say in the military, you know, program and worked. And I may have, quote unquote, the wrong infrastructure bill, but with COVID relief, was there any type of stuff that went towards you so know, infrastructure with, in with, that capacity with the cares act there wasn't anything in the okay. cares act that went towards infrastructure um with um the american recovery act to date there hasn't been any of that that has been directed at um at what i'll say my type of infrastructure okay. roads and bridges and sure. pipes 
uh, when we look at the Infrastructure um, Act that passed a couple weeks ago, what becomes interesting is, and a lot of people don't realize this, it's not funded. So if the money <laughs> hasn't been allocated to the Federal Highway Administration, there's not really a lot that can be done with it. And there are several new programs in uh, in that bill. So now we have to they have to define um, the programs. And everyone's in a little bit of a scramble to figure out, because, you know, I want to be first in line sure. for Lancaster County. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll here. Yes. I have shovel-ready projects, but I don't know what the rules are going to be yet. And we've been told that the rules... Um, the programs will not be defined uh, for 180 days, okay. a minimum of 180 days after they receive the funding. Well, they haven't received the funding yet. Okay. So are we six months out? Or are we a year out before we start to see some of that infrastructure um, money come through? Um, I, I hope so. Well, what I like is you just said, as we said in the military, stand by to stand by, but <laughs> you're doing your part having shovel-ready projects and, and ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll as soon as the money's allocated. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, you know what? Let's take a call real quick. Let's take a call from Richard on line one. Thank you, Commander, and hi, Pam. Uh, Hi, Richard. Pam and I have done some extensive dialogue about the bridges, and uh, the problem has been that uh, it's longstanding. The county commissioners 50 years ago were sliding the county engineer, and so we built up this backlog. Even with some COVID funding and maybe some infrastructure funding, the county commissioners still have to give you enough money through appropriations in order for you to get things up to stop. Is that correct? Um, so I don't know as though there, I mean, to date, I come every year with a list of projects and a funding request. Uh, for my entire tenure, which has now been eight years, that funding request has never been granted. In fact, sometimes very few things on that list are granted, and it becomes heartbreaking because every year I think I've provided enough uh, real analytical data to justify the funding, and it just doesn't happen for me. And I think part of the problem is we have the county commissioners that are acting like politicians rather than statesmen. And uh, what they need to do is they need to be statesmen. They need to, irregardless of what it might do to affect their political future, they need to give you the money to do what needs to be done. And that's the message I'm going to preach. Thank you, Richard. Uh, Good call and consistent as always. Um, Richard's actually been on top of this, um, you know, even before you and I met. And he's very passionate about it. And he's right. That's the thing that I think people need to understand is this is beginning to, if it hasn't already been, as Richard says, going on 50 years, you know, leading to, um, you know, a backlog in maintenance that you have, you know, 300 million in critical infrastructure. This needs to get fixed and it's starting to sound more and more like we the people need to get involved in this and put pressure on the county commissioners or commissioners, if you're listening, vote you out so that. Somebody will allocate the money because we have money in this county uh, to the county commissioner to start or to the county engineer to start chipping away at this. Um, while we're on that topic, you kind of said it, but I want you to say it again. Um, I was fired up because you weren't getting funded, and it sounds like there's been no movement, no. Um, and well, you know what? We made a mistake, or we found some money, and we think you're, these issues are real. Let's. So I haven't, uh, since the last time I was on your show, I, yeah, there hasn't been any increase in funding for my office. But the future? 
in in the future um i don't know you know uh coming up um like the first or second week in February will be the commissioner's um, semi-annual, their mid-year budget hearing. Okay. And sometimes there's additional information passed along at that time. Um, then come about, oh, I don't know, April, May, uh, the departments will start, and, I, and there's a lot of different departments in the county, the departments will start having their budget hearings. Okay. And I'll present again. All right, so let's do this. You said February. February. All right, you remind me as we lead up. So that I can get the listeners of Drive Time Lincoln and the citizens of Lancaster County to put pressure so that we can get ahead and get in front of the county commissioners in February to at least make them aware, if they weren't aware, of these things. To be ahead of the cycle as best we can. And I think we could try to help. That's somewhere maybe that hasn't been, but we need to do that, folks. So we're going to be hammering the county commissioners come probably late January, early February, so that we can get the ideas of our infrastructure out there for the county engineer. Because, my God, I mean, we just shouldn't be in this situation. Okay, speaking of that, though, I know that you're running for, we'll call it re-election, which means you still still have a passion to serve. So I guess I would say congratulations, because I know that's a big decision. But why are you still so passionate about serving the community? Well, you know... A good friend of mine always says that I threw away a perfectly good engineering company that was profitable to go be county engineer. And um, she's right. That's what I did. And the reason I did it is because I'm dedicated to the citizens of Lancaster County. And I really felt that I could make a difference, that incrementally I could improve the situation we were in with my leadership skills. Um, and whether that's to create a safer working condition for the employees uh, or whether that's to create programs uh, in order to take care of our infrastructure better. People don't realize how big the county engineering department is. You know, I have 108 people who uh, work with me every day and are dedicated to making these roads better. They're out in the roads in all sorts of conditions. On the worst of the worst day, we're still on the county roads. And so um, I'm passionate about the people of county engineering. I'm passionate about the people in the rural communities that we serve. And I really think the citizens um, of Lancaster County deserve to have somebody who is dedicated to making their infrastructure better. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, again, what could be different in the future? Um, I think we need to get involved as a people and, and let this be known because I, your arguments, you've presented them to me. I, I mean, I've had you on the show and, you, and you've walked us all through them. And for whatever reason, they're not resonating. Richard's probably a little right in this day and age, this time, that there's maybe more politics and statecraft involved there. But you know who suffers, folks? We do, right? The safety of our roads and our county. And like I've always said, you know, you can say Lincoln's 250,000 people. In the end of the day, everyone in this county is in and out of Lincoln all the time. You know, we have a unique um, biosphere, if you will, of, you know, a, a, a little city with a lot of rural communities and and even agriculture right here in this county. And so people are using these roads all the time, and I think it, it makes us unique, but we can't forget about that infrastructure that's outside of the city limits. And so, you know, I appreciate you taking up the mantle. Thanks, Jack. And, you know, here's the thing. It's not just... It's not just the farmers. It's not just the school, the people who need to get to school. Hey, what if it's your grandmother out there and there's a road that's closed and now we can't get emergency services to her? And so uh, what about the farm to market routes that made America? 
Yeah. Um, you know, really, rural, the rural community is America, and we need to do whatever we can to make sure the rural community stays strong. And it, what they need to stay strong is infrastructure. So no doubt about it. Appreciate you coming on tonight, Pam. Thanks, Jack. We'll get you out of here. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, you know, and, that, and that's so interesting, right? Because <clears throat> you hear these big terms, infrastructure, and, you know, Pam sort of said it, but, you know, we're hearing infrastructure, and, and most people I am around, infrastructure is things like road, bridges, um, you know, you can touch it, you can feel it. Uh, there's a lot of things right now going on in society where infrastructure is also a whole nother set of things that isn't those. Yet, here in the county, we not only have, you know, qualified engineer, but a really motivated and qualified staff of county folks that are around working. God knows, I bet you there's tons of folks that have been there a while. You know, they care about the county. And it's a unique thing in Lancaster County to have these dynamics of, like I said, a city and rural and access to, you know, different school systems. And a lot of times it doesn't affect you until it affects you. And then you think, why? So we have to keep up on infrastructure. And that's what, you know, Pam is trying to do. And um, I, I'm a little at a loss, um, but I'm absolutely serious. Uh, we will get a focus week or two. And we will hammer because it's phone calls, it's emails, and we, the people of Lancaster County, can get the county commissioners to get ahead of this in February to begin looking at it so that we don't continue to backslide in our maintenance and in our needs so that we can go forth and build. Because think about it. It would be one thing, folks, if we didn't have money in this county. It would be one thing if our taxes were all used up and all federal programs and everything, you know, were gone. That's not the case here. And I think that we're very lucky actually to be in that situation, although some of us would complain about property taxes, this, that, and another thing. But listen, when you're running essentially a positive like we are, and it's been at least since I've studied several years, um, we have money to spend on stuff. So at that point, it just becomes priority, you know, of where we're going to spend. And it's our elected officials that do that. And I think that um, the county engineer, Pam Dingman, has laid out a very non-political case, <laughs> without a doubt, and just the facts. And you know what? I think that all of us, and why I put time in this show to hear this stuff you know, can realize, okay, yeah, we've got to do something about that. So, you know, that's where we're at today. And again, I appreciate you coming in, and I want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Jack. Um, and your folks, too. Your, 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 your crew, as I like to say. The, the crew will appreciate that. A lot of times they do, you know, their dedication is not necessarily thanked publicly, um, it can be a really thankless, really hard job, and they are really hardworking men and women who are dedicated to the county. And let's be honest, you know, you you go out there, and uh, you know, a lot of times it's snow, and you're just like, oh, my roads are clear. I mean, there's a level that we expect that, but there's also, you know, bridges being open, these culverts that aren't sinkholes. There's roads that have been maintained so they're safe. And more importantly, so that the ebb and flow of society emergency services can reach all of our loved ones. So 
We absolutely can do this. We can afford to do this. We just have to prioritize it right. 1,499.3, Drive Time Lincoln with Commander Jack Riggins. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1,499.3, KLIF. All right, we've got a traffic update. Uh, North 84th at Northern Lights Drive. There is an accident. It is uh, north of Holdridge on 84th. Uh, watch for slowdowns, please. Watch for slowdowns. All right, um, little programming note. Uh, tomorrow, we're only going to have half a show, whatever Wednesday. Uh, excuse me, as Husker men's basketball will be taken on uh, Kennesaw State. Uh, our coverage will begin at 5.30, so we'll have half a show. We'll have fun with that. So, you know, if you want to, whatever Wednesday, uh, call in. The phone lines will be open right away. I have about 25 minutes or so together. Um, and there's a lot to talk about. I mean, we can talk about the masks uh, mandate going away. I think I've, I've officially counted it. It would be on Thursday 121 days. Um, boy, that's almost... Uh, Almost three months, more than three months, four months. Um, I would think if you're listening to this show, you're really excited about that, to be honest with you. And um, Pam Dingman, just um, county engineer, just left the building. Um, another uh, great you know, time interview spent uh, because I think we're getting educated about things that not all of us would know are going on around the county. Um, like I said, I initially reached out last week because several of you had called in or text and weren't really sure on bridge closures. And, and like I said, I mean, there's 10 bridges closed right now. Um, there's a, a vast majority that are scour critical, um, some rated in poor condition. Uh, but Pam and her crew have done a phenomenal job, you know, getting us to 10, and they're going to go to single digits here soon, down from 28 at the high. Um, but listen, folks, I mean, we're a year and a half behind on maintenance in uh, – county roads and you know we have 300 million in critical needs so we've got to we've got to do something there we've got to get involved um let's not forget about my friends at christensen hearing analytics um roy and his team have been doing this since 2008 they have the absolute best prices in town uh free hearing screenings comprehensive hearing exams free hearing consultations and cleanings and i what i like about roy and his team is free house calls give them a call at 402-489-3450 who no masks anymore for a while uh lps now it's your turn let's get our kids back to living and learning 1499.3 